Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Horton's tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Hi, welcome to episode 32 of the Michiana People podcast. My guest for this episode is me. You get to hear me talk for the whole podcast. And that's probably not the position I want to be in because my favorite podcasts that I've done so far are the ones that I didn't do much talking. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I do the podcast and how it came about, where it's gone, and do a little breakdown of what the first 30-some episodes have been and things that have happened since with some of the folks I talked to. Before I get started on that, I want to talk about a couple events, talk about our sponsors, and then get into it. Ignition Music in Goshen is starting a Build a Stage campaign, and that starts today. Ignition Music is one of my favorite all-time places to go see live shows. Steve Martin has done a great job of putting together a record shop, a stereo shop, and a concert venue all-in-one right in Goshen, Indiana. My wife and I were just out there not long ago seeing a show that had a group called Ages and Ages and then Luke Winslow King and just an absolutely wonderful show with two great bands. The place was packed. I love to see it when it's packed. Uh, so the, the Build a Stage campaign is starting today. You can go to ignitionmusic.net or search out Ignition Music on Facebook to find out how to get to the uh, campaign. They've got many different levels. They need to raise money to build a larger stage so that they can actually have more groups, larger groups, and all that. So that starts today. Check that out. If you like music, it's a great thing to participate in, and they've got some great premiums for different levels of participation. On Saturday, October 8th, Everybody Has a Story is going on, and I talked to Steve Salt on my last episode all about that. If you'd like to know more about it, that's a good episode to listen to. But on October 8th at 7.30 at the Century Center, Everybody Has a Story is going on. They are doing a benefit to help out Madison Primary Center. Madison Primary Center is in the South Bend School System, and they were on the brink of closure, but they made a tremendous comeback and are doing great now. They need some things to help in the classroom. They need devices and smart boards and things like that. In the show, we've got Curtis Lord, Dan Waterhouse, Lindsey Kelly and Russ Stanford, Starheart, Terry and the Heartbeats, the Moonshine Crooners, the Moore Brothers, and Billy Sticks Nicks and the Motown Machine. They're going to be honoring Billy Sticks Nicks here, and I think that's great. I've been following Billy for probably about 15 years, and I am I'm very happy that he is getting honored. To get a ticket for that, just go to ehassb.com. And you can get a ticket. Now, a ticket for the show is 30 bucks, or you can buy a table of 10 for 250 So if you can get 10 people to come with you, then you save 5 bucks a ticket. I strongly suggest you go to this. It's going to be a great party. Talking about our sponsors, uh, Mapletronics is hosting a brewing business event at South Bend Brew Works on Thursday. That's this Thursday, the 29th, from 5.30 to 8.30. The event is titled, When IT Hits the Fan and Drinks and Appetizers Will Be Provided to Guests. If you'd like to get together with area professionals and talk about how your IT works within your business, check out the Mapletronics Facebook page and reply that you're coming to the event 
or sign up at info at mapletronics.com. If you're a business owner or in business development, you might have noticed how much harder it is becoming to get people's attention. As technology improves, the ability for consumers to choose when, where, and how they are exposed to a business's advertising or messaging improves too. Bottle marketing takes an interactive approach to getting and keeping attention using things like great social media, mobile-friendly websites and applications, search engine optimization, and original content creation. Vala can manage your entire digital marketing efforts on a monthly basis. If you're having trouble keeping up, would like to grow, or just need to figure out how to get people in the door or on your website, Vala Marketing would like to speak with you. Give them a call at 574-606-6696 to set up a free consultation or a free audit of your digital marketing effort. And now on to Scott Curtis talking about the Michiana People podcast. Okay, here we are at episode 32, and I'm talking to myself. How did I get here? Well, I got busy. And I got to the point where I was interviewing one person per week and mixing and editing that interview on the weekend and putting it up and didn't have any extra episodes banked like I normally do. And then I had one scheduled for Wednesday and I got sick. I got to the point where I didn't go to work for a couple days and finally went back to work and went right to an urgent care center afterwards and found out I was right on the edge of having pneumonia if I didn't have it already. So after that, I got an antibiotic and inhaler, some prednisone and some cough pills. And as of yesterday, I thought I was feeling better. And today's Saturday and I got up and I was feeling pretty crappy again. So here I am talking to you about the podcast. I did want to do kind of a, a retrospective show at some point during the podcast. I hadn't planned on it, and here I am doing it. What I wanted to do is, first of all, talk about why I started the podcast and get into what it's become to me after I started it. So I'm 52 years old. I have uh, one of my my daughter lives nine hours east of me and my son lives about nine hours south of me now. Daughter's professionally employed and my son is graduate school. So my wife and I, first of all, revisited our our marriage now that we don't have any kids to buffer the marriage. And we've been married for 28 years now and I'm very happy about that. And I love my wife very much. I really appreciate that she puts up with me doing the podcast. But I was at a point where I really wanted to do something positive, and I am not very good at getting into groups and doing positive things, mostly because I get into a service group or I get into a group that's doing something, and for some reason, they always want to make me a leader. And when I get into these types of groups, I just want to be a worker bee. I don't care if you give me the dirtiest job you have. That's all I want to do is be a worker bee. And I get pushed into leadership too much. So I wanted to do something that was on my own, something I could produce myself and shine a light on the positive things that are going on in our community. I had been a pretty avid listener of podcasts. I listened to all kinds of podcasts, business podcasts, entertainment podcasts, uh, comic podcasts, music podcasts. So I listened to just a, a whole lot of different podcasts. And the one that kind of pushed me over the edge to start thinking about it seriously is there's a young man that works with my wife that started a podcast about comic books. Him and his buddy started a uh podcast that is called Comic Noobs. You can look it up. Uh, it's His name's Kevin Veldman. And uh, I, I don't remember the other gentleman's name, but his nickname is Sobe. They started this podcast and I listened to a couple episodes and I have to tell you, I have really no interest in comic books, it, graphic novels, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't have a problem with people who do, but it just isn't my thing. But I listened to the podcast and it was interesting. Two people talking, it was a conversation. And one of the things that struck a chord with me is in all the podcasts I listened to, 
where there's a conversation, it doesn't matter what they're talking about. Just listening to a conversation is enlightening and relaxing for me. So I thought, what if I sought out people in the community who are doing positive things, running a business well, an entrepreneur, a musician, an artist, a community activist, a politician, all those types of people are really committed to what they're doing and are trying to move the community in a positive fashion. So I kind of put those ideas down on paper and thought about it. And then I went to my wife and I said, this is what I want to do. And this is how much it's going to cost to do it. And there, there is quite a bit of an investment in, in the equipment it takes to record a podcast. And then there's more investment on your website and your podcast host and stuff like that. So I went to my wife, Lisa, and talked about that. And she was totally okay with it. And then I um, went to bed feeling pretty good. And I got up the next morning and I thought, well, I've worked at Mapletronics Computers. At that point, I'd worked there for over 10 years. And now I've been there for over 11. And I thought that this podcast would be something that would be a good thing for them to be community involved and for me to get them to pay for it. So I put together a proposal that was similar to the discussion I had with my wife about the whole thing, along with the cost. Uh, I listed out the cost of all my initial costs and the ongoing costs, and I presented that to them. Wes Hirschberger and Craig Troyer, the two people who would make that decision decided they thought it was a good idea and I made them permanent sponsors. So that's why you hear me talking about Mapletronics every time I do a podcast. Not only do I talk about it, but I believe everything I say because I'm writing all that copy myself. I, I've been there 11 years and I'm pretty passionate about the company and I am very thankful that they took that investment in me. I had a conversation with Wes after my first couple episodes and said, you know, I think this is going to be a really good deal for Mapletronics. And Wes told me, well, it already is. And I think what he meant was that he saw that I was doing something that really made me feel like I was doing a difference in the community. And that made me happy. And so that made him happy. So that's the kind of company I work for. Got the podcast off the ground. And I have to say that you may not notice this if you've talked to me, but I'm a complete introvert. Now, a complete introvert being a salesperson for the last 16 years is kind of funny. My sales tactics are a lot different than most other salespeople. I'm not a, a jolly, glad-handing type of guy that, that walks in and uh, talks about your vacation or the pictures on your desk or the awards that you have or anything like that. I like to try to find out what your business needs are and how I can help you fill those needs. That's basically what I do. I cut to the chase. Some people like that. Some people don't. Uh, the ones who do like it have been my client for the whole 11 years I've been with Mapletronics. So that's kind of how I do it. But I'm a complete introvert. I can turn on the outgoing type personality for the hours I'm at work, and I usually turn them right back off when I get home. So in order to do the podcast, I had to reach out to people. Many of them I had never met. Many of them I didn't know and asked them to be on a pretty new podcast. It went from brand new and I think it's six months old. It's still pretty new on a pretty new podcast that is talking about positive stuff in Michiana. It was very difficult for me to come out of my out of my shell to do that. But I made myself do it, and every time I made myself do it, I felt better. I guess the lesson there is every time you push outside of your comfort zone, your comfort zone expands a little bit, and it broadens your horizons and, and makes you a more well-rounded person, I, I believe. So I started the podcast. I got everything set up. It took me about a month to get everything set up. Actually, it took about two months to get everything set up. After Mapletronics agreed to fund the uh, podcast, I needed to find somebody to build a website for me S because I don't know anything about building a website. I knew kind of what I wanted it to look like by looking at other 
people's podcast websites. I just didn't know what to do. And I, I didn't really want to get into a build your own type website or anything like that and have it look cheesy. Grant Milky was working at Mapletronics at the time. We had been working together for somewhere around seven, eight, nine years. And if you listen to his episode, you'll find out how many years it is because I overstated it. And he let me know that he's younger than I thought he was. So anyway, I talked to him because he was getting into web development and starting a company on the side. And I went to him and I said, would you like to be a permanent sponsor on the podcast in exchange for building my website? He said, sure. He put the website together pretty quickly. I mean, we there were only a couple different edits. I told him what I wanted, and he told me what I actually needed, which is kind of the way he does business. Uh, he knows he knows more than I do, and he helped me out put, putting it together. And so he gets the website done. He makes sure that all the podcast episodes actually format correctly to the website you can go so you can go right to the website and listen to them and you can see what the new episode is and look down to the last five episodes he did he just did all that for me and when i need new stuff done he just does it for me so grant's company ended up becoming vala marketing so when you hear me talk about vala marketing that is the guy who does my website now it's not just grant anymore he's got his wife heidi helping and he's got uh, a couple graphic designers, couple salespeople. So he's the company has grown fairly quickly for him, and he is doing stuff for just a ton of businesses around around Michigan area, and helping them with their website, their social media, how to actually use social media instead of just putting out billboard type ads two or three times a day or two, three times a week. So he does a really good job with that. So I'm very appreciative to Grant for that. I want to make sure that he gets a shout out other than my intro reads, because if if you really want to interact with somebody who is going to help you with your marketing, he is a guy to do it. I needed to find a guest and I was trying to figure out a good first guest to have and it just came to me i'm on linkedin and if you don't know what linkedin is it's kind of like facebook for business people it's you talk about your business a lot of people put their resumes online and some people get jobs through it some people um, find people to sell to through it so it's it, it does a lot of different things jeff peterman and i had exchanged a few messages on linkedin over the years and I saw that he was running for Congress and he was uh, running on the Republican ticket against Jackie Walorski in the primary race. So I pinged him. And the way I know Jeff is kind of a long story, but the, the short part of it is his dad worked at the same company I did at different times. So he was there before me. And then I worked there. He was the friend, a good friend of my sales manager. So we had lunch a couple times. I really liked him. I pinged Jeff and he immediately said, sure. And the neat thing is, is I didn't have any kind of, I'm sitting in my studio now, but I didn't have any kind of a studio. I didn't have any way of getting together with people except for at my office. So I, he invited me to his house. And the one thing I read about doing podcasts, I read a bunch of blogs and I read a book about it. And they said, you just have to do your first one because it's going to be your worst one. And it's only going to get better from that. And I have to say that I think my first one was probably better than some of my subsequent interviews because Jeff is such an easy conversationalist and I didn't have to talk a whole lot. I mean, we, we, we had conversation, but it was very, he, he's a very easy person to talk to. I got done with the, uh, and the funny thing is about the Jeff Peterman interview is when I uploaded it, I uploaded it in the wrong format and I found out that it, it couldn't be read by some of the uh, podcast apps out there. I ended up putting it out a few episodes later, uh, as a subsequent episode the correct way, but it was a rookie mistake. So then I thought, well, let's ping a friend. So Ross Deal was my second episode and 
Ross and I have known each other since our girls were at St. Bavo's school in the second grade. And my daughter is 26 now. So it's been, you know, it's, it's been quite a few years that we've known each other. And, and Ross is one of our uh, city commissioners and, or I'm sorry, one of our city councilmen. And I want to talk to him about local politics and family and and we both went through uh, a deal where we got a little bit heavier than we wanted to be and uh, we both took the weight off and have I think both of us have kept it off pretty well for several years so we talked a little bit about that it was really good catching up with him because now that our kids are grown we don't see as much of each other so talk to Ross about that and then I I put out a few feelers on a couple group websites and I had Lara Gordon Latshaw message me about doing an interview and she is in Plymouth and is a dog groomer. Now, what I didn't know is that being a dog groomer, you don't have to get any special certification or licensing. You can just say, you can get some clippers and say, hey, I'm a dog groomer. She was pretty passionate about wanting to get the message out about how to vet your pet groomer, find out what certifications they have, make sure you get references, and make sure that your pet who you love is actually being taken care of when they're getting groomed. Because getting groomed for a pet is a pretty harrowing experience and having it done wrong is even worse and it can really really mess up your pet. Lara was very gracious with me. My interview skills weren't great at that point and I kept calling her Laura so I apologize for that Lara and the great thing about uh, Gordon's grooming is that uh, she is actually moving into a larger location in Plymouth, and it looks like it's going to be a, a really great deal. And I, they're actually, I saw today that they're getting some of the uh, the cabinets and stuff for that location today, and putting all that together. So I will, I will definitely let you know when that's done. Wherever you live, I think it's a pretty good bet that if you drive down to Plymouth and have Lara do your pet grooming, you're going to be glad that you did. Then I my next episode was with Dave Dale. Now, Dave Dale has been a musician for a very long time. He worked in the blues clubs in Chicago for a long time and has had a band called Elephant Rescue for several years. And the first time I saw Elephant Rescue was at Ignition Music in Goshen, and I talk about Ignition Music a lot. I love the place. Please go there. It's just a fantastic place. But I saw Elephant Rescue open up for a band at uh, Ignition and was just immediately in love with Elephant Rescue. And so my wife and I started following them after that. Probably caught them three or four times after after that show. And every show is just great. Talked to Dave and I met him at a uh, bar in Niles and talked to him about about music. The great thing about Dave is whenever you see him, you have a real conversation with him. He talks to you. He doesn't he doesn't brush you off. He he wants to know how you're doing. We talk about projects he's working on, and he's got two great guys playing with him now, Chad and Corey Miller. They're brothers. Corey plays the drums, and Chad plays the tuba, and it's just one of the most exciting bands you can you can watch. So that was a great interview. I know Dave is working on some projects right now, and we're probably going to be seeing a lot more of him. Then my next interview was with Jeff Spiker. Now, Jeff and I worked at Farrell's Restaurant back in the 80s. And maybe the early or the late seventies as well, but the early eighties for sure. And we worked at Farrell's restaurant together when we were 16 and 17 years old. And he has been a musician since I've known him. Uh, he played guitar, guitar before he worked at Farrell's and has been in several bands since then. And he's just a great guy. So we talked about his current band, Ultrafab. I talked a lot about the album he put out, I think back in 2008, called Spike Loud. And we caught up on Farrell's stuff and talked about the band and just had a great conversation. And, and Jeff is 
doing great and is really um, a great guitar player. If you get ever get a chance to see Ultrafab, go see him. My interview after that was with uh, Corinne Strait-Reed, and she, she this interview came out with another feeler I put out in a group. She is uh, one of the producers of the um, show called Politically Speaking on WNIT. That's the public television station here in the area. It was really neat to talk to her about politics in general putting the show together. She was just graduating, getting ready to graduate college, talk about her family and her, her views on atheism. She's an atheist and, and her views on that and religion and all that. And it was a really well-rounding episode because uh, it, it kind of rounded out my episode with Jeff Peterman, who's a, a very committed uh, Christian. And then Put, throwing an atheist into the mix really showed that the Michiana People podcast is about everybody. So it was it was a great conversation, and Corinne has since graduated and is doing great. The next interview also came out from a feeler that I put out on Facebook and was probably probably one of my most, well, one of the more interesting interviews I've had. And, and uh, Dave Van Dyke came out to the house, and this is when we were still sitting at my kitchen table when somebody came out to the house, and he brought his guitar with him. He's both a school administrator. At, at the time, he was an administrator in South Bend schools and has gone on to be a principal at one of uh, Benton Harbor schools and has been teaching or in administration for 15 or 16 years. And, but he's uh, also a musician. Dave took out his guitar and said, well, you want me to play you a song? And he played a song that just about had me in tears. It's about Mr. Rogers. It's called 143 Means I Love You. It was, it's really a cool song. I got to see him live this summer and he had already, we got there late and he'd already played the song and he played it again for me. So I appreciate that, Dave. It was a really good conversation about music. Uh, he's got a 105-year-old grandmother. Just a, a really cool conversation. And another one of those guys that I think I think about a lot. The episode after that was Paul Chamberlain. And Paul Chamberlain and Jeff Spiker and I all worked at Farrell's at the same time. Farrell's restaurant was in Scottsdale Mall. And if you're old enough to remember it, you are. If you're too young, you're, you're not going to know what it was all about. It was a really cool ice cream parlor. We really did a big whoop-de-doo when there was birthdays. We had a siren. We had a big bass drum. We had a tambourine. We came out and sang happy birthday. We had these giant Sundays called zoos that you took out on a stretcher. So it was it was a neat place. But we all worked there at the same time. And Paul has been a DJ and an MC and kind of a all-around party planner for many, many years. And we talked about his career doing that, the difference between a good DJ and a bad DJ. Soon after our episode was recorded. He was the DJ for my daughter's weddings. Got to see him again. I've seen him a couple times since then. So it was a great, a, a great, great talk. Then I talked to Randy DeClean and this kind of got a little bit beyond the Michiana area because uh, Randy is from the Michiana area, but he lives in Washington, D.C. now. Randy was a fascinating conversation, and I'd really like to have a part two to this one because I think we only covered part of the ground on his career. But he's he's worked for uh, Vice President Dick Cheney. He's worked at the Pentagon. He spent a year in Iraq doing uh coverage of the war in Iraq. He's currently working for a PR firm and just, I, I hate to use the word interesting, but all of our, our all of our talks are very interesting. He's a, a, a very outspoken in politics and he also has a, a podcast of his own called The 202. If you get a chance, listen to that. If you have any interest in politics at all, it's a great podcast because he talks to some of the greats in politics and in, in reporting. After that, I got to talk to Drew Elegante from South Bend Brew Works. And that was a guy that I just, I went there on a first Fridays and 
he was busy as heck and I gave him my card and said, I'd really like to interview you. And he emailed me about a week later and we got together soon after that and talked. I'm such a big fan of South Bend Brew Works. I try to go there whenever I can. Their give back program, which gives uh, 10% of their of their profits to three different charities, I think is one of the coolest things ever. The vibe in there is really cool. Their beer is great. Their food is great. I just love going there. And Drew does a great job of helping everybody out in the South Bend community. Then I had a uh, kind of a bonus episode. Justin Mouse talked to me about the Lead Michiana event that was going on at the Century Center. Justin is a very upbeat guy that likes to help people uh, and help people become good leaders. It was a really good conversation with him. I look forward to the next Lead Michiana event because I got to attend that one because of the podcast. And the funny thing is, is my wife was there too. So that was cool. Podcast after that was Nailani Stoltz and Miles Robertson talking about the bird cell project. So these are two people who are helping the art community in the South Bend area. And what they do is they take a, a unused space every year in the area and they get several artists together. They apply for this position. They get several artists together and they do in any certain area they do art and whatever whatever art they do it would be photography it could be sculpture it could be sound anything that's art related it could be paintings so just whatever whatever they do it's really cool we get went down to where they're doing the project now at the commerce center in south bend and in the basement of the commerce center and we talked about what they were going to do for this second installation of the bird cell project. And my wife and I, a couple of weeks ago, got to see what they did. I didn't get to go for the grand opening, but the couple of weeks ago, we got to see what they did. And it was just, it's really inspiring what, what they do. The art, the art was fantastic. The fact that they're doing this and helping artists out is just wonderful. Then I got to talk to Jason Samuel. He is the program director and a professor at Goshen College. He's a program director for 91.1 The Globe. I listen to The Globe quite a bit. Uh, they play all the music that the other radio stations don't play, a lot of Americana, a lot of good classic tunes like Van Morris and all that. But they play a lot of the, the groups that I'm getting into, the more indie bands that are up and coming and a lot of those bands end up playing at ignition music so we talked about how he took over the station 13 years ago what it was which was more of a classical station and how many awards they've won which i was in the studio interviewing him and they've got more awards than they have wall to put the awards on. Uh, some of them are on the ceiling. So just a wonderful conversation. He's a great guy. He's helped out so many students, and a lot of those students have gone on to go into radio. So it's pretty inspirational talk. Then I got to, I, I pursued these guys for a little while after listening to their music, uh, the group called Letters from Earth. The, these are young people that are all, working by day and making music at night. And they, it, it was a very, I went to, went to their studio and interviewed them. Funny thing about that is, is I took my wife with me. I told her it was a field trip so she could see what I was doing. And I kind of conned the, uh, the band into, uh, playing a song so that I'd have a song for the podcast. And, uh, they weren't ready to do that, but they did it anyway. I've since gone on to, Watch them play several times. Just, just a great group of kids. They've got a new album coming out soon. Make sure you look for it. Uh, look for Letters from Earth on Facebook and Bandcamp. After that, I talked to Jacob Titus. And the way I found Jacob is South Bend Brew Works does a once a month thing called the collective. Basically, it's a, it's, 
uh, Wednesday evening, they bring several artists in to hang their work in the um, in the brew works there. And it's a gathering where you can talk to the artist, see the art, and you can buy the art. But it's really, really a neat thing. So I'm at the collective. I'm talking to somebody, and Jacob comes up and says, hey, you're the podcast guy. I guess that's because I take my picture with everybody, so he knew that. So we started talking, and I looked at his pictures. There was one I really liked of the old uh, Studebaker plant. We talked a little bit. And then I said, would you like to be on the podcast? And then I pursued it through Facebook. We went back to South Bend Brew Works, uh, and Jacob's work was still hanging there. And we ended up buying one of the pictures for my daughter, which she has hanging at home in Virginia now. Talked to Jacob about his work, and his work is basically in the nonprofit sector how he started doing photography and it first of all started to be an instagram thing he was just taking pictures he's really uh into taking pictures of spaces that are no longer being used and kind of looking at what's happening to him the end to them the entropy that's settling in and all that 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 was an interesting talk and the cool thing about that is after that happened he ended up being one of the artists that's in the bird cell project installation that's uh being shown right now really cool stream of events there after that i got to talk to a great group of women who were putting a big effort into keeping the state theater open for business. Jackie, Laura, Jennifer, and Annika had a great conversation with them. Unfortunately, since then, the owner of the state theater ended up getting in trouble for not paying taxes, and they ended up closing the state theater, and we hope this is temporarily, but they're supposed to be getting that worked out. But they were doing a great job doing that, and I think they'll probably come back and do that again. After that, I got to talk to Kevin Joyner and Abby King from the Ember Jar. The Ember Jar is a local musical duo and sometimes a trio that plays in the Michigan area and in Chicago and all over the place. I really, really liked their music before I pursued them, and I was glad to get to sit down and talk to them. They actually came over and we sat in the living room and talked and had some wine and talked for quite a while. It was a very enlightening conversation. And I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kevin and Abby outside of the Amber Jarby just because they're nice. I've gotten to see them uh, perform afterwards, but it was a really cool conversation and it's up there in my, uh, top, top five favorites. Then I got to talk to Jeff Harrison, who reopened Vegetable Buddies. Now, if you don't know what Vegetable Buddies was in the 70s, it was right in the same place it is now on Michigan Street, real close to the Morris. Vegetable Buddies is a venue for for uh, live music. He put in a fantastic sound system. I've I went to see a band there after after that, and it is a very good sound system. They have wonderful food. We talked about why he did it. Basically, because he likes music, he wants to make sure the people in the area get to see great live music. Uh, Vegetable Buddies is a great place. They got great food, got great music. It's just a wonderful place. After that, I got to talk to the Indigan storyteller, Roger Batten, and talked about how he got into storytelling, his passion for it, how he's doing this to get people to tell their stories and how therapeutic it is. What a cool conversation. He also came over and we sat in the living room and talked and just a, a wonderful conversation. He's doing some great work. If you ever want to find out what storytelling is all about, check out Indigan Storyteller. It was just a cool conversation. Then I got to talk to Aaron Sandock. I also met him at the collective at South Bend Brew Works. He does a art that he calls jelly, which is basically a pour type of art where he pours uh, paint onto a canvas in a certain way and then he manipulates it a certain way, not with a brush, but he he makes these really cool paintings. Aaron and I hit it off right away. We found out that, you know, we've got, I think, similar personalities and, and similar relationships with our kids and stuff like that. So we talked a lot about that. Really like his art. The big surprise of that was he gave me a painting that I've got hanging up in one of our bedrooms right now. Just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And if you want to check him out, just look up Jelly. Just uh, Google Jelly Art on Google. 
Um, after that, I got to talk to Grant Carlisle. And funny thing is about that is I worked for his dad's business uh, prior to working for Mapletronics. And he's really big in Michiana First, which is the school robotics community that uh, gets the competitions together for the area high school and grade school robotics teams. And he's also in starting a thing called uh, Run for Phil, and it's basically Run for Run for Philanthropy and a way to put together a race for charity in kind of in a box. So you don't have to do all the paperwork and all that kind of stuff. It's it, it does it all for you. A really really cool conversation with him. Then I got to talk to Sam Santeas. And he is with La Casa de Amistad in South Bend. And the big focus for La Casa is for them to help the Latino Hispanic community, help them get jobs, help them with schooling, help them with counseling, just help them be able to get in the community and do the great things that they, that they can. And he's a, he's a big leader in the South Bend community. And it was a wonderful conversation talking to him. And we have talked quite a bit since then. After that, I finally got to talk to my boss at Mapletronics, Wes Hirschberger, and we talked about all the great things that Mapletronics does and how he runs the companies and what what IT is all about and how we're different than other IT companies. It was just a wonderful conversation. It was really cool to talk to him in an in interview type fashion rather than just uh, do, do our average day-to-day stuff. Then I finally got to talk to Joe Feingold. He was one of the first guys I wanted to have on the podcast and it just took us a while to get together. We've been friends for a lot of years. He is one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. And that doesn't mean best in the area. That just means one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. He's fantastic. I got to talk to him and my brother-in-law, Brian, came along because we did lessons with Joe at the same time. Had a wonderful talk about what music's all about to him and the fact that uh, he'd like to see a lot more people get out to see live music. Then I got to talk to Grant Milkey. Now, I talk, I've talked about Grant earlier. Grant is somebody I worked with for a long time at Mapletronics who went on his own to start Vala Marketing. We talked a lot about marketing, but we also talked a lot about Grant and how he's changed over the years and what's been his driving force and, and what is really driving him now. And boy, he is a ball of fire right now. That was a great talk. Then I got to talk to Emily Harriet about the uh, Positive Parenting Program, or Triple P in Elkhart County. That was a great conversation. We got to talk about how Triple P helps any parent that is struggling or wants to be the best parent they can. They do it with a, a cool four-step program that includes group sessions, one-on-one sessions, phone calls, Skype sessions, however you want to do it. But they, they help parents who want to make sure they're doing the best they can with their kids. And it was just a wonderful talk. Then I did a cool double episode. Uh, first, I talked with Jess Kovach and Jake Borowski from Starheart. And Starheart's since become one of my favorite bands. I liked them before, but now I, I really, really like them because I've got to see them play live a couple times. And boy, they are a couple great songwriters, a couple great singers. They have great harmonies and they really care about the area music scene. So that was a great conversation. Right after that, the same day I put the episode up with uh, Paul Erdman and Trey Gray. Paul Erdman is one of those guys that I think is ready for the big time. I've gotten to see him a few times before and after the interview. Boy, he is a he he's a great songwriter, a great guitar player, and a great singer. And he's got Trey Gray playing with him. And Trey Gray is one of the best drummers in the country right now, one of the most sought-after drummers. They they told some great stories. Check that episode out if you want to talk about aggressive inline skating or Russell Crowe, because it's a great episode. After that, I got to talk to Tim Lehman from Bethany Christian School in Goshen. And that was uh, one of the most enlightening episodes I ever had, because you'd think Bethany Christian School would be your typical parochial school, but they 
I believe he said they have kids there from 32 different faiths. They they teach faith, but they they don't teach to a particular faith. And really re- unique school. And boy, do they graduate some cool people. I get, I've gotten to see, uh, I've gotten to interact with a lot of Bethany grads in in my uh, travels, and they they really put out some good kids. After that was my uh, most embarrassing interview. Uh, it was still a great interview, but I, I went into the studio, Amber and Nate Butler's studio from Shiny Shiny Black to interview them with my portable recorder. And I started out with my batteries in the red zone. My batteries lasted just about a half hour and I didn't get all the interview done that I wanted to do. But I, I, I've talked to both of them since, and we're going to get back together at some point. Uh, since we talked, they just this Friday on the 23rd, they put out a new EP called Wild Edges. You can um, find that on on their website and order it. Uh, it's shinyshinyblack.com, or you can just find that through their Facebook page. Just uh, look, uh, search Shiny Shiny Black. I've gotten to see them play live a couple times since then, and boy, are they great. Great music, great lyrics, and a couple great people. Then I got to talk to Nat Fitzgerald and Joel Sanchez from the group Spaceships. Now, they are kind of friends with Letters from Earth. I got to talk to them, and about Nat's record collection, which pretty much takes up an entire wall in his living room and all the music that he likes. And he schooled me on some music genres like uh, shoegaze and post-rock and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a great conversation. They have an album coming out very soon called Son of Man that you should really check out. After that, I finally got to talk to Steve Martin at Ignition Music in Goshen. I'd been pursuing him for a while, and I finally walked up to him after talking to Amber and Nate from Shiny Shiny Black, since their studio's in the basement of his building there, and said, Steve, what time next week do you want me to come out? And we set it up and talked for quite a while. Steve is one, one, one of the greatest music, music minds I've, I've talked to. And it's to the point where I don't have to know what band he, I don't have to know anything about the band that he is hosting at Ignition Music. I just buy tickets and go when I can. Uh, I don't even research the band at all. I just go because I know that whatever he picks out, I'm going to like. They're going to be great songwriters, great musicians, and put on a great show. So it was a it was a really great conversation on why he did it, how he did it, and how he wants to keep it going. After that, I got to talk to Gary Stiglitz and Jeff Thomas from Thomas's Stiglitz Brewing. Now, they're right around the corner on 5th Street in Goshen from Ignition Music. And these are two guys that were working working their regular jobs. One is an accountant and one is a nurse. And uh, they met by chance and started talking beer. And they were both home brewers. And they decided to take it take it up a notch and uh, start their own brewery. They make some great beer there in Goshen. It's a it's a great place to go. Uh, they, they are experimenting with a lot of different types of beers and are really passionate about getting it out there. Their, their next step is they're trying to get uh, kegs out to restaurants so some of the local restaurants can start selling their beer. Really cool interview. Then my last interview was the one I did last week. I got to talk to Steve Salt about Everybody Has a Story. They're on their third year now. It's a really fascinating conversation about how a bunch of John Adams high school graduates got together and decided they wanted to help the community. And they do it by putting on a really cool variety show. Obviously, I I talked about the upcoming Everybody Has a Story show coming up at the Century Center. It's a really neat story. I'm really excited about this this next one because they're honoring Billy Sticks next. Steve's story is great. And uh, Steve uh, has no shortage of cool stories to talk about and cool people to talk about. So that was a great episode. So that's what the podcast is so far. I can't believe I've been talking for 50 minutes on this. If you got to if you got to the end, I congratulate you. Listen to me talk for 50 minutes has to be quite an experience. As far as what's coming up on the the podcast, uh, I, I'm first of all I'm kicking around ideas with some of the comics I've met in the area. I am trying my hand at stand up comedy. I can't say I'm. Uh, 
I'm, I'm the next Lewis Black or anything like that, but I'm trying it out. And of course, when you try stuff out, you meet cool people. And I've met some really cool people and we're talking about doing maybe a, a monthly comedy round table where we sit together and talk about local events and national events and stuff that's going on and, uh, just do kind of a round table discussion on that kind of stuff. And I think we're going to get that off the ground real soon. And hopefully, uh, that'll be a, a good addition to the podcast. The other thing is, is I've, I've left a, a wall in my studio blank. I didn't put any art up. I didn't put any posters up or anything like that. I'm going to be inviting local artists to come in and hang their work there for a month, talk about their work, put it up and uh, make sure we get good pictures of it. Make sure people know it's for sale, hopefully sell it for them. And it's kind of a selfish thing on my part. I get an interview. I get cool art rotating on my wall uh, every, every 30 days and it's a win-win for everybody. So that's, what's coming up on the podcast. I've really enjoyed doing this. I, I have mentioned a couple times that if you want to give me feedback, you can email me at Scott at Michiana.com or you can go to the Michiana people podcast, Facebook page and message me there. When you're emailing or messaging, you're getting me, uh, as far as the Michiana people podcast goes, it's just me. I do, all the interviews, all the edits, all the uploads, all, all the, all the stuff that makes podcasts go. So I would like feedback. If you'd like to be a guest, uh, give me a holler. I, anybody that's got a good story is welcome to be a guest on the podcast. And we're almost to the point where we can let people in the house from our remodeling and, uh, we can sit down in the studio and have a good time. My voice is pretty much gone right now because I don't have much voice to start with. And I just want to say that I really appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. And if you like it, please make sure to share it with people. The whole reason for this podcast is to get the positive message out about good things that are going on in our community. And that's the only motive for the podcast. I'm, I'm not looking to make a bunch of money. I'm not looking to be famous. All I want to do is make sure that people find out about the positive stuff that's going on because we need that. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply.